Welcome to Season 1, Episode 1 of the Thinking Man Podcast. I'm your host, Draco the First. If you're listening to this podcast, I do want to say viewer discretion is advised. Not because I'll be cursing or saying vulgar things, but I unapologetically will speak my mind and my viewpoints. I do not speak for anyone but myself. My viewpoint is based on Christian principles. I try to be as reasonable as possible, continually searching for the truth on all sides. Now, with that said, let's begin. Oh, man. Look, I appreciate y'all for tuning in to the first episode of the Thinking Man podcast. Listen, I'm going to get into a few things, and y'all already know how I am, so I'm going to get into a few things, but the beautiful part about this is I feel like it will help take away some of the confusion that occurs in my internet debates. And they always have, and I know they always will. Because something that don't happen in real life, when I'm talking to real life people, is, first off, there's a certain level of disrespect that people are able to give over the internet that they never would give in real life. So, with that said, having that respect in real life, talking to a person, it's so much easier to uh, get your point across. And without having arguments, you're, you're both just talking and conversating because you are mutually respecting each other. But the internet is kind of dehumanized conversation. And uh, I think it just makes it real easy for us to say what we want without fear of <laughs> getting the flame smacked out your mouth. You know what I mean? You respect another person to that point. But with all I said, the first segment is about... Equating LGBT rights with African American rights. <sighs> I know this is one of those topics that's just gonna ruffle feathers because the gay, you know, the LGBT uh, Q plus community are ultra sensitive and they do not like you talking about them at all. Which is crazy. I'm not saying. I'm not even talking about you right now. Like, you're just being sensitive. You're probably already triggered just because I said equating LGBT rights with African-Americans. It's, it's not It's not the same argument. It's not the same fight. I hate when I see the LGBT community trying to equate being gay with being black because this argument has been so disrespectful to me as a black man since I first heard it. There's no way to say a behavior is equal to the way a person is outwardly made. If two men are standing 100 yards away from you, you can't look at one and tell who's gay, or you shouldn't be able to. But without second guessing, you can easily see which man is of dark skin complexion. They love to try to equate what they deem to be civil rights to what black people have asked for, which is not the same. They want what nature has deemed impossible. We want to be treated like human beings. They want to force me to bake a cake or close my business. I want to not be killed by a rogue officer. And then he seems to get away with it by receiving six months paid vacation in his badge bag. I noticed when the LGBT community was really making this push during the Obama years, 
They were clinging tight to black civil rights movements, claiming it for it to be the same. And yeah, that's right. LGBT. Listen, y'all had the first gay president. Style, style. I ain't gonna say he's the first gay president. I'm just, I'm just saying he supported y'all more than he did the black people. Is what I'm saying for sure. I don't know if he's gay or not. He might be. There's a lot of speculation around that too. But I'm not gonna sit here and slander and say he is. I don't know. I'm just saying there's a lot of speculation about that. But what I do, if you just gonna go off of the actions, you know what I'm saying? Like, who, who did he help the most? He made laws like I don't know. I think three different Supreme Court laws got passed for gay people and nothing about police brutality on black people you know and literally that was the first president I was able to vote for just turning age I was 18 or 19 I just was able to vote and here comes a black president with a chance to win speaking nice he's saying a lot of stuff you know how they do you know how the politicians do speaking correctly and just saying everything you know me as a young black man wanted to hear and I'm thinking that you know he's just gonna look out and I don't know I don't even know what I was expecting from him because like I said it was my first election but by the time it was it came around four years later I went into that election the first one being a Democrat I left four years later being a freaking Republican you know what I'm saying like I'm thinking I'm more, I'm way more Republican at this point just because yo I thought this dude was some bull I'm like yo and then I started looking at more of the you know, the values that I believe are starting to align more with what Republicans believe or what they're supposed to be believing. Uh, so I'm not even going to say I'm a Republican anymore, but that was then. So that's my, I'm growing in my politics and what I believe, but I'm just telling you what happened. So the second four years of Obama, I'm more Republican than anything. I'm just like, dude, this dude's turning me off to Democrats by the day. Like, this dude's way more concerned with gay issues than anything. Like, there's a point in time, like, you become gay, Obama would call you. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, man, how come I have to call you today? Your phone ring. <gasps> so proud of you for your bravery. I'm like, okay, that's what's up. Like, yo, I remember there was one week we had some Navy SEALs get murdered across seas. White House ain't say nothing. That same week... Uh, gay marriage was passed and they lit the White House rainbow colors moments later. Like, they didn't even lower the flags half mass and these, you know, Marines or Navy SEALs, whatever it was, got killed. There's like seven of them, I think. Got killed over there. They didn't even... So, I mean, it was just, just kind of telling, just seeing now. I was like, that's weird. Uh, but... Anyways, like they're over here changing definitions. Like you want to go into a religious uh, institution, change the definition to something that was originally meant to be a, a building block for society. Like, look, so many things I want to go into, and so many things I want to break down into. But this is already getting long enough. Um, really, this whole thing is just a rant, man. So it's hard for me to stay focused. I gotta stay focused on what I'm trying to say. I'm just ranting. You don't know how I do. But I do want to say, I admit the LGBT community can't be discriminated against in a similar way. And a lot of times it's by the same group, but it's not the same. 
the LGBT community never was held captive for hundreds of years to be slaves in this country. No race has been treated like the African-American race. Now, Native Americans have the biggest case. To be honest, they were treated very badly as well, but I can't equate it. I mean, the most offensive word in the English language was made for black people in an attempt to dehumanize and justify the cruelties occurring. People being bought as slaves, and then they breeded them to be born as slaves, and they were the only type of people that could be slaves at that time. But And that's just here. I mean, I know slavery has been a, a building block across the whole world forever, but we agree that it is not okay. It is not okay. That's why God sent Moses in there to set his people free so they could be free to worship. That's the reason why we have the First Amendment. <laughs> freedom of speech, freedom to worship, freedom to... Freedom. Like, these things are what freedom is. What is freedom? Freedom to be a freaking human being, you know? In the pursuit of happiness... Well, well, if my happiness comes from worshiping God, I need, I need these, I need these rights. And as a Christian, you, for, you, yo, we're really shielding everybody else. We are the shield. That's why we have to have Christian leaders because the atheist hates the Christian, the devil worshiper hates the Christian, the uh, Muslim hates the Christian, the the gays hate the Christians, the. Uh, well, every group hates the Christians, but we're the only group that's willing to love our enemies. You understand? And we're looking out for everyone because all lives matter. I agree. Black Lives Matter is a true statement. They hijacked the phrase and now it's a trigger for many people. But the only reason I say that is because I agree. There is police brutality. There is racism. There is injustice in, this, in our justice system. But all lives matter. God sent his son for that reason for everybody um, I mean I recognize that we're many years from slavery but somehow racism still exists and it's always going to exist because it is the devil's one of his strongest tools yo he's trying to get you to hate He's trying to get you to hate, and by definition, that's what racism is. It's a sin problem. These people that are racist are in trouble. Like, there's no way you're going to get into heaven by being being hate-filled. Like, the Bible literally says that. You can't be hating on a Christian brother and be saved. Like, period. It's impossible. It don't, they don't coincide, and the Bible says that you're blind. I don't know how they skip over that part. I don't know how could justify being racist and holding the Bible I mean I know we see <laughs> you see the pictures of white Jesus like that's I mean what is that when everybody knows there ain't nobody in the Middle East white these people are brown it's okay but the point is you see you see white Jesus in America and you always have and it wasn't until I was a grown man before it clicked and it hit me and then I, I understood, like, yo, something's funny here. Like, why do you keep seeing this type of stuff? People are mad because they want to take down the white Jesus statues. Like, bro, he wasn't even white. 
matter of fact, the Bible says don't have any graven images or likenesses of things in heaven or above. Like, it might be low-key uh, one of the commandments to destroy this stuff because I think we need to really revisit that verse and look at it again. I'm just I'm just ranting. Like I said, we need to go back and look at it. I don't want to misquote the verse, but let's go back and look at it, church. You know, if you're listening at this point, I'm pretty sure you're the church. You're the church. Like, I don't even know. Like, who is still with me? We 12 minutes in right now. Um, like I said, I have a lot I want to talk about, so let me keep it pushing. Um, as a black man, I do not go around looking for racism. I'm almost shocked every time I see it, even though I've always known it to be there. Honestly, I think it's whack because I do not go around identifying as a black man. Because that's not who I am, even though it is a description of what I am. The question, who am I? I would have to answer that with, I'm a Christian. I identify as being a Christian, being a son of God, being reborn, being changed. I'm a different person. I'm awake. My spirit is alive. If we're dividing lines, that's why I stand. God believes in division. That's why he said, be not equally yoked. I do not look at white people like, oh, there's a white person. I know I don't judge people by their skin colors, but by who they are inwardly or what they do outwardly. And these are noble reasons to be judged, your character. People can't control how they look, but they should possess the ability to control how they behave. This is another reason why I can't compare being black to being gay. Let's say a gay person had to hide their gayness because they were persecuted. They could. They could. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying they could. They can. Why? Because it's not outward. It's not seen. A black person could never escape the prejudice that happens to them from the people who possess that hate. I feel bad for racist people because I know... I know you're blocking yourself from getting into heaven. Having hate in your heart for a believing brother is not of God. The main reason to me as a black man that doesn't like that the LGBT community is equating me and black to being gay is the fact that the Bible addresses homosexuality as a sin. Only Mormons in the KKK think it's a sin to be black. Joking. I'm joking. I'm sure there's way more groups in that that think it's a sin to be black. But what I'm saying is we are talking behavior versus color. You were made the color you were made. Personally, I think gay people identify too much as they are gay. And that is their first identity. When in fact, I shouldn't even know anything about your sexual lifestyle or fetishes. It is not socially acceptable for me to be running around with my straight pride month flag. Like I see black people identifying with being black because the media is forcing that on us currently. Old Marxism head looking boy. I admit that racism is real, but I already said I don't identify as a black man. Even if other people identify me as a black man. Brown man is more descriptive term but yeah it's not who I am 
If you can't grasp that, then you may never know me or anyone. Because people aren't what they... You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that what color I am is not going to affect who I am as a person. Because it's going to. Because it's part of my environment. You know what I mean? It's the part of the environment that I... You know, so... That's one of the things that's going to affect... And that's the part we're talking about. Like, I don't like to be unfairly treated because of how I look. But when people do that to me, like I said, I probably forget them all day because they don't even know. They don't even know. They don't even know. They got bigger problems than me. Bigger problems than me. I'm not saying gay people should be persecuted, but I'm saying they are being used as a weapon to destroy the First Amendment. Same way they're trying to weaponize the BLM movement. People are shocked. And I do not support the movement because it's, it's, why I do not support that movement is because of the root principles. The movement only got us back into aid in the Marxist agenda. As a Christian black man, I'm not looking for extra rights, only equal rights and protecting the rights of other people. So many things I could say, but for the sake of time, I'm going to say being LGBT is not the same as being African-American. And please stop trying to equate these things. Stop trying to equate these things. I'm going to revisit this in another episode and maybe make a whole episode about this because it's really something that needs to be talked about. There's just so many things to talk about. But we're moving on. Alright, so listen. We're going to move forward. There's several things I want to talk to you about. But I'm probably just going to squeeze a couple more in episode um man once again another subject that i just feel like it's so hard for me to comment on on facebook or comment on in this podcast because i have so much more i want to say about it but i'm gonna try to compress this real quick and just just so i can squeeze it and everything i want to squeeze in i feel like we're already getting getting kind of long here um i want to talk about cops cops killing people um, this has been a problem. So many cases I could think of that has happened in my lifetime. And one of the reasons that cops give is because of fear. Bro, I understand how hard this job is, but some of these situations seem so premeditated or even thought through the, during the incident that it just seems like you're guilty on the spot. And even if you're not guilty of the premeditated, you're guilty of the neglect. I do commemorate these officers being being prosecuted for murder charges that recently killed George Floyd. Sorry, I keep uh, messing up here. It's my first one. And it's currently like 1 a.m. in the morning. So I'm a little bit sleepy, but I felt the need to go ahead and record this and just see what's going on. Just... Y'all gonna get it raw. Y'all gonna get it raw like this first few times, probably. So I decided to up my game. Uh, but yeah. So, like I said, I do commemorate these officers being prosecuted, but I just seen one of them made 
$750,000 bond, which I believe equates to uh, paying 10% of that. That just seems kind of crazy to me to have video evidence of a person being involved with a murder, them being out on bond and just living life. I know we're innocent until proven guilty, but the world has already seen the evidence and deemed you to be held accountable for such neglect. There's too many cases to break down right now and getting into it seems that more get brought to light every day. We can't even blame the media for showing George Floyd's murder because we watched your Facebook live. This is the day and age we live in. This isn't new. I'm not saying George Floyd was a saint, but the world watched a man who was completely restrained in cuffs be strangled for nine minutes. I think... If I was restrained in that same manner, I would die right now. And if you have any kind of building in you, it would make it that much more difficult. What those officers did was murder. And it took it took a whole city to protest and riot for them to even get charged with with that. If if they nobody stood up and did that, they would be still on the job clocked in right now, even with everybody watching the video. how crazy that's how crazy certain cases get and I feel I truly believe that because I've seen there's more the cases that prove that true now if we was to go look at the other side like as I said I know the cop's job is a hard job it's a hard job and there's certain things you can't do when you're talking to the police you should just know that you should already know Certain things they can't do. Certain things you shouldn't be doing. And if you want to fight them, you're you taking the risk of dying. Same way if you're trying to fight me. If you, just as a citizen, you're trying to fight me, you're taking the risk of dying. Like, don't try to fight me. I'm not that I want to kill you, but if you're attacking me, trying to fight me, you stand the risk of dying. Right? But, like I said, we're going to look at the other side. Confirming the poor judgment of the people due to already being stirred in of our justice system. I haven't even said much on Rashard Brooks. <sighs> looking at the media and looking at the news, I just see like I really feel like they're trying to stir up drama and stir up, you know, it's a bigger thing than what we're just seeing because they using such poor judgment. In this case right here, this is one of the cases I low-key sympathize with the cops. Because being as objective as possible to the situation, you have to realize you're not going to lose your life in a fight with a suspect. If I'm the officer in this situation, I would have most likely killed the man too. And that's no disrespect to Richard or the families, but I have a family too. And I'm just here doing my job. He literally shot a taser at the officer, which I believe may come with two shots. The taser did not may not be lethal, but the gun the officer is carrying is lethal. I hate talking about the problem without offering a solution. And you, the listener, I want you, I want to know your thoughts in the comments, so leave them. You can DM me or leave a voicemail and a link that I'm going to post. Like, you can call in. I might be able to put it on the show or something. But I definitely want to read that. Read the comments and the questions out loud some point in the next episode so do that make sure y'all do that 
But one of my solutions for before you defund the police, because whether you support the blue or not is necessary evil, is a necessary evil and a cop who protects and serves is a noble citizen. But the thugs hiding behind the blue line gotta go. My solution is developing a training that is upheld and guided by the constitution. For officers and citizens alike teaching both of us what to expect from different situations and normal encounters with the police. This type of training will require officers to not break the constitution and trying to do their jobs. Like legal, like illegal searches and all kinds of other illegal things they can do and have done throughout history. This kind of training will lead to every citizen knowing, knowing their rights. You won't even have to read it to them. This should be a mandatory class in school, fifth grade up. Kids learning their basic human rights. God given rights. You gotta have God, otherwise your rights don't mean nothing. Cops need lethal force, but when you have judges and court systems who are incompetent and unable to make good judgment calls, you end up with this case, where they are charging this officer with murder. Yet they let the cop who killed Eric Garner stay on the force for five years before they finally admitted that what he did was wrong and fired him last year. And then people wonder why people are mad. Blatant injustice will do that to the human spirit. There is a righteous anger that can come up and nobody wants that. So having a justice system that does its job correctly will put the flame out on people who feel they don't matter. Once again, all lives matter. And if you truly believe that, you will support what I'm saying. Let's move it on. part of the show I like to do some Bible readings every show I'm gonna break it down maybe maybe read a chapter or so or break down a verse or something we're gonna talk about the Bible though because that is another part of the solution matter of fact the main key to the solution man you gotta know what's going on in here you gotta listen I mean faith comes by hearing the word so I'm I'm trying to give you a little bit of faith Y'all bear with me because I'm kind of tired. Like I said, it's like one in the morning. I'm just trying to bang this out real quick. Trying to keep the energy up. I had a bunch of energy when I first started this, but all this time later. Ah, here we go. I'm going to read out of the King James Version. Uh, in this segment, we're going to talk about testing the spirits and knowing that God's love. First John 4. I'm just going to read the whole chapter. Uh, and I'm a King James Version fan. I'm going to try to speak this as smoothly as I can. It's kind of hard to kind of hard to read it out loud to me for me. But this is just my Bible. This is what I read. King James Version. Um, and I've looked at tons of different uh, versions in my studies. And... My conclusion, I just feel like this one's the meat and potatoes. This one's the 
the juiciest and realest one version of all the, the versions, I believe. Um, so I, I read this, but that's what we're about to read right now. So first John four, the whole chapter starting with verse one, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, whereof you've heard that it should come, and now already is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God, and he that God hears... Oh my gosh. We are of God. He that knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Do you understand that verse? Let me say it again. We are of God, and he that knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. And this is how we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the appropriation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to also love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed that God has to us God's love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein our love is made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. We love him because he loved us. If a man say, I love God, and he hate his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God who he has not seen? And this commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God, love his brother also.
well. In closing, I want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in to Thank You Man Podcast, episode one. Been wanting to do this forever. Just finally got around to doing it. I want you to add to the conversation. Leave your comments. Give some likes if you enjoyed the show. And share if you know somebody you want to get this conversation going with. Now, if you're LGBT community and made it this far, I low-key commend you because most of your community will have already sent the hate mail by now. Just know, just because we don't agree, it doesn't mean I don't love and hope and pray for the best for you. I hope you can send me feedback in a positive manner because I have no problems dialoguing with the LGBT community. Episode 2, I want to do some Q&A for the people who send in any comments or questions they want to read. But until next time, it's Draco the First, and I need you to think.